is that really in the Bible? You live in a world where everyone has an opinion about the Bible. Of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible? The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible? Well, hello, I'm David Freeman Wiff. Is that really in the Bible? Have you ever heard of an intervention? You know, usually this is applied to someone who refuses to get help. It can be an addict, a drug addict, a, a addicted to alcohol, whatever. And what the family and the close loved ones realize is this person is killing himself. And family and loved ones come together and they intervene and on behalf of this individual. And that's where the concept comes from. An intervention is when a, people, a group of people come together and confront the person who is uh, addicted to drugs or alcohol or whatever. And they work to persuade the person to change in order to save them from their self-destructive behavior. And it's a very painful experience, but all of it is it's not pleasant. It's very painful to do this, but it's all an act of love. It's done out of love for the individual so that the individual does not uh, come to the end of himself and self-destruct. Now, the characteristic of people who need the intervention. Now, I want to look at some characteristics here, and I want to compare it to our nation because I believe our nation needs an intervention. So we're going to look at some characteristics of people who need an intervention. Now, here's, here's the first one. They usually have a high tolerance for pain. Think about that. They have a very high level of tolerance for pain. You know, Isaiah 1 and verse 5 says this about our nation. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. In other words, you know, what the Bible says here is that you, you keep beating yourself up. You keep destroying your own life with your addiction, with your abuse of yourself. And why? Why will you be stricken anymore, God says, concerning our nation? Second characteristic of a person who needs an intervention is they display deceptive behavior on a regular basis. They display very deceptive behaviors on a regular basis. Now, as we look at our nation, Isaiah 58 and verse 2 says this, Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinances of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. So here God is describing you know, a nation that needs an intervention, and, but they have this self-deception of religion. They can't get enough of religion. They seek God daily as if they were a nation of righteousness. They can't get enough of God. You know, it's, it's, it's Sunday night, it's Monday night, it's Wednesday night Bible studies, it's Friday night Bible studies. Just can't get enough of religion. And yet there's this incredible deception going on. Third characteristic of a person that needs uh, intervention is they are often under the influence while at work or in social settings. Yes, they're under the influence of drugs or alcohol, whatever, at work and under social settings. Isaiah 24 and verse 20 says this, 
The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgressions therefore shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. Yeah, as a nation we are drunk, drunk with our deception, drunk with our illusions of ourselves, drunk, yes. So, third characteristic of a person who needs an intervention is that they are often under the influence while at work or social settings. Now, my point is this, America needs an intervention. That's my point. America needs an enema. It needs a purging of stupid ideas. You know, I used to, there was a show, I don't know if it's still on, I hope not. God forbid it, it's still on. But it was called Jerry Springer Show. And I used to, I would catch a glimpse of it, or I'd see someone else say something about the show. And I would look, I would think, what kind of people would watch a show about, about a bunch of dysfunctional nitwits? And yet, as a nation, dysfunctional nitwits is what we are becoming. As a, it's the norm today. It's normal today. These dysfunctional systems that you see out here, people acting crazy. Let me just give you an idea what I'm talking about. In 2014, Facebook had 58 different gender options. They didn't just have male and female. They had 58 different gender options. Today, it's just fill in the blank. You can identify as a dragon, an elf, an alien, whatever you want. Yeah, speaking of aliens, do you know why aliens have never visited our planet? Do you know why? Well, they, they look at us and they say, these people are too, too stupid. Why, why would we even visit a nation like that who are brain dead? Yeah, that's why aliens have never visited our nation. Just kidding, just kidding. But, but uh, there's a lot of truth to that statement when you think about it that someone would look at us and say, well, boy, they've lost their, their, their common sense as a nation. Another example, the state of New York now legalized, legally recognizes 31 genders and makes it a crime if you don't refer to someone by their preferred pronoun. In other words, you cannot say she or he or male and female. You know, that might be offensive if I, if I refer to this thing as a male or this thing as a he or she, that, that's, too, that's, uh, that's offending people today. Yeah, New York now legally recognizes 31 different genders. How abject stupid is this? You know, what I've found is this, crazy people have too much time on their hands. Idle hands is the devil's workshop. You've all heard that before. And when crazy people worry, they, came, they come up with crazy ideas. Example, liberal activist Linda Gordon said this, the nuclear family must be destroyed. Yeah, the nuclear family, the husband and wife, male and female, must be destroyed is what she said. The liberal establishment is trying to unravel the social fabric as part of a hostile takeover. And the basic unit, unit of this fabric is the family system. Once you destroy the family system, there is nothing left. Nothing left. Now why? Why would there be this spiritual assault on the family system? Think about it. Why would there be this diabolical 
spiritual assault on the family system. Well, the family is supposed to represent what God is doing through mankind. God is reproducing himself, through reproducing children of God, reproducing himself as children of God. That's what God wants to do with humanity. And so, and that is why the family is hated by the dark side. Yeah, crazy people have too much time on their hands. You know, I, I read a little quote just recently. I love this. Blessed is the person who is too busy to worry in the daytime and too sleepy to worry at night. Yeah, non-productive people think too much. People who are doing nothing. People who are not contributing anything. People who won't get off their, you know what, and, and, and do something. Yeah, they have non-productive people. You will find this across the board. People who are lazy, people who are not contributing, people who are not doing anything, they got too much time to think. And they think stupid things. Recently, I heard about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, a new movie came out in 2017. The feminists were upset because the actress shaved her armpits. Imagine a hairy armpit Wonder Woman. Can you even wrap your mind? I mean, that's what they wanted. A hairy arm, armpit Wonder Woman. What are we coming? What, what is going on? What is going on with our people? We are going crazy as a nation. Now, the cursing for disobedience. Let's look at this in Deuteronomy 28 and verse 28. It says, The Lord shall... Now, now let me back up here. Is this, you know, if you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord, this is a scripture in the Old Testament where it says, you know, if you'll be obedient to my laws, the Ten Commandments, then all these blessings shall come upon you as a nation. All these national blessings. Blessed shall you be when you go in. Blessed shall be your children. Blessed shall be, you know, your storehouses and your financial, in, you know, financially. Blessings, blessings, blessings. All you, you got to do is just obey me. Obey my laws. Keep my commandments. Keep the Ten Commandments. That's, all, that's, that's what I want from you. And I will bless you beyond your wildest dreams. But if you will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God, all these curses shall come upon you. Now, at the end of these curses, it says the Lord, Deuteronomy 28, verse 28, says the Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. What are we talking about here? We're talking about a world gone crazy. A world gone crazy. Now, I want to look at the intervention of an entire population. When your world goes crazy, the only solution is an intervention by God. Matthew 24 and verse 22. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved alive, shall, shall be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Yes, except those days be shortened. Christ has to intervene because our insanity is going to destroy us. Now, Christ is our Savior. Not only does Christ forgive us of our sins, but he will save us from crazy people. That's the only solution out there. It is the only solution. Now, let's take a look at this. When Christ intervenes, Daniel 2 and verse 44, 
And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these other kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Yeah, I mean, what a blessedness when Christ intervenes and saves us from ourselves, saves us from crazy people. For Christians, this will be the best thing that ever happened, that is, Christ's return to this earth. But for non-Christians, this will be the worst thing that ever happened. And they will fight against God at His return. Why? Well, because they've gone crazy as a people. Mark Dice, in his book, Liberalism, Find a Cure, I actually have a shirt that says that, liberalism, find a cure, because we desperately need a cure to this insanity. He says this, and I quote, We are under attack by those who want to grow the government so large and powerful that it will be an all-encompassing entity that is involved with every facet of our lives. They want government to replace God. Man, when I read that, it was like a light went off in my head, and I thought, that's it. They want government to replace God. Now, when you read about the beast power, you know what the beast power really is, you know, a lot of people get so hung up on the number 666. What is the number? And they spend, they waste all of their energy and time trying to figure that one out. Well, what the beast power really is, it's simply when, I'm going to tell you what the beast power really is. It's when government replaces God. I've just told you what the beast power is. It's when government replaces God. The government will decide what is right and what is wrong and provide the basic needs such as food, shelter, and financial assistance. Yeah, it's shocking. It's shocking to think about. In other words, instead of looking to God for morality, no one wants to do that because it condemns them. It criticizes the way they're living their life. So we don't want to look for God to, to morality. We want to look to the government. And the government says abortion is perfectly okay. The government says, you know, yeah, all these different genders that people don't know which, which side is up and which side is down, you know. They look, they're going to look to government for morality, you see. And as shocking as it may seem, we will give up our freedom. And government will replace God. Let's take a look at the intervention here. Revelation 11 and verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Now, okay, here's Christ returning to this earth, ready to rule with a rod of iron, but they're not going to relinqu relinquish their power freely. Oh, no. R remember, there is a war going on here. Verse 15, and out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron, because that's what it's going to take, a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Why does he have to smite the earth? Why does he have to smite the nations? Because government has replaced God. Verse 16. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. He is going to rule governments with a rod of iron. 
He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Verse 17, And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourself together for the great supper of God. <clears throat> the supper of the great God. Now, okay, at this point, God is going to have a supper. He's going to have a meal, a very extensive meal. What's going to be served is roast man. Let's pick it up. Verse 18. That you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains, captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and, and bond, both small and great. And remember, horses here were an instrument of warfare. <clears throat> so this is a battle going on. Man in his abject stupidity fighting against God at his return. You know, and it seems at this point that God is fed up with the idolatrous worship of government when government replaces God. Verse 19, And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Why would anybody be dumb enough to fight against God, to fight against the returning Jesus Christ to this earth. I mean, think about it. Here is Christ returning. And the armies of our government world turn all of their nuclear powers and weapons of mass destruction, and they turn it on Jesus Christ, who is returning to this earth, and they try to destroy him. Now, you would think they would know better. They would think, this is not going to work, but I'm telling you, this is what crazy people do. Crazy people fight against God. That's what crazy people have always done. They try to fight against God. Yeah, I mean, I used to be one of them myself, a crazy person fighting against God. It didn't work. But, you know, this, is, this is, will be the spirit, the diabolical evil spirit that is controlling these people at this time will somehow convince them that Christ, you know, I don't know how these the spirits work, but it will convince them that what's returning maybe is an alien. I don't know. But maybe they don't know it's Christ Jesus. But anyway, it's all about insanity because they turn and try to destroy the living Jesus that is returning to this earth. And, you know, we're talking about this is what people, those people who have replaced government, who have replaced God with government, this is how they think. Okay? We don't want to give up a good thing. We don't want our blessedness that we're living to end, you know. And so we're going to try to stop Christ from returning. And i tell you something else I believe. I believe people who call themselves Christians will also be involved in this, in fighting against Christ. The reason I say that is we have become so dependent on government. And there's a subtlety, a subtle takeover, a befriending, a looking towards, a looking to government for everything. And to some degree, there's an appreciation because, you know, government is giving me a paycheck. Government is giving me a place to live. Government is putting food on my table. You know, that's how, that's how the government wins your heart over. And there are many Christians who, who are in this predicament. In fact, I found myself uh, when I was applying for health insurance, 
under, I guess it's still Obamacare, I don't know, but the deadline was, I think, December 15th or something like that. Or maybe that's when it started, and I forget when the deadline is. But anyway, I went on the internet, put in my salary, what I make uh, in business and all that, and it came back and said, look, you, you've got $2,400 in tax credit, and you can get top-of-the-line insurance, health insurance, for $100 a month. And I'm thinking, well, this is unheard of. I mean, before when I tried to apply for health insurance, it was, it was five, six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand dollars a month. Now I can get it for a hundred dollars a month. And so, yeah, there was a, hey, they're doing me some good. I'm grateful. But you see, that's the subtlety. That's how they win your heart over. And uh, it's a very subtle, slow process, and it's happening already. So, yeah, I think Christians will be involved in this, this fighting against God, because their trust is not in the Holy One of Israel. Their trust will be in government who takes care of them, if you understand what I'm saying. So, so what is the mark of the beast? What is the beast's power? What does it mean to receive his mark? It's very simple. It's when, it's when we give up our freedom that God has given us, and government replaces God. That's simply what it is. Revelation 19, verse 20, says this, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him. Now, make, notice what it says. The beast was taken, and the false prophet. Now, make no mistake about this. This, there, this beast power has a religious side to it. You know, it's, it's not just, okay, government. It, government is in bed with a religious source, of some type of source going on here. Probably the Catholic Church in bed with government, or should I say the Pope in bed with government. Government is what it will be. And so, oh yeah, you'll still have your religion. You know, you'll still have people praising Jesus. Hey, isn't it more wonderful to know the Lord? And, and we're having all these healings here, and we're doing this, and we're doing that. You'll still have your religion. But there will be a diabolical side to that religion, a holy trust in the wrong source. And that is government. Well, anyway, this beast power, verse 20, and the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him. Did I mention that, that this, this power, this government, when government replaces God in bed with this religious entity, they'll be able to do miracles? Yeah, who are you going to believe when you see someone call fire down from heaven? You're going to believe it because of that? Because of miracles? A lot of people, a lot of religious people will believe in it because he's able to do miracles. Miracles is not a sign of anything, really. I mean, you don't look at a miracle and say, oh, that's from God. No, you're ignorant if you do that. You look to the Word of God, to the law and testimony. If they speak not according to this, there is no truth in them. If they don't speak according to the law and the testimony, there's no truth. It doesn't say it's a little bit of truth. It says there's no truth in them. That's what you look for. You don't look to miracles as something that verifies whether this is, thing is from God or not. You've got all kinds of buffoons on TV claiming to do miracles. Doesn't mean anything. All right, and the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, and, and which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. 
Those both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. You know, America needs an intervention. And America is going to get an intervention, praise God. America needs an enema. It needs a purging of stupid ideas. And God is going to intervene. So Jesus said, when you pray, say, thy kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because it's not being done on earth right now. I mean, how many people do you think in government have the leadership of the Holy Spirit? I'm not saying none of them do. I'm just saying it's very few who are led by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Very, very few. So when you pray, oh yeah, you should pray for our leaders and all that. Yes, the Bible tells us to do that. But your main prayer ought to be, Lord, I want your kingdom to come to this earth because this is our greatest and only hope. I'm David Freeman, and that's what's really in your Bible. Man has the intellectual capacity to design spaceships to take him to the moon and back, to invent the computer, and to do other marvelous exploits in the physical, material realm. Yet during man's nearly 6,000 years on Earth, he has proved that he cannot solve his problems with fellow men. Through the ages, man has tried to bring about a utopian paradise by every conceivable means, yet without success. He has attempted to live by every imaginable type of government. He has even tried living without any government at all, absolute anarchy. All of them have failed miserably. Why has this been so? Jesus Christ is going to return to set up his kingdom on this earth, and right now, God is in the process of training future leaders that will teach true education. But what is true education? Find out by ordering The Coming Utopia. In this publication, you will learn of God's system for re-educating society. Order by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151.